Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of Motorsports Conversation on Race Chaser Radio. This is Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll tell you more about uh, Chris and the folks at Victory Custom Trailers a little later on in the show. If you want a trailer for any purpose, doesn't have to be uh, a motorsports trailer, uh, they are the place to go. They're based in Michigan, but they will ship it wherever you is. Um, and uh, they they shipped one to Russia not too long ago. So uh, if uh, wherever you are, if you need a trailer, go to their website, victorycustomtrailers.com. We'll tell you more about them later. My name is Tom Baker, and we are broadcasting live from the gorgeous WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. I have two gentlemen seated comfortably around the table with me who are guests of this show. One is Kyle Campbell. Kyle um, won his first Carolina Pro Late Model Series event this past weekend, uh, part of the fall, fall brawl weekend at Hickory Motor Speedway. Um, Kyle picked up the win in the 100-lap feature. First time in a car that he uh, he and his dad, they picked up from uh, Cody Connor, who's been a frequent guest of this show, sitting right where Kyle is now. Um, and uh, Cody and his dad uh, came up and played crew chief slash coach and uh, got him the win, and uh, Kyle's dad, Kevin Campbell, a former racer himself, is here with us as well. So we're going to talk to both of them in a bit. And also uh, James Mellick, of course, is here. James, the teardown specialist for Levine Family Racing. That's Chris Bell's cup team, if you uh, have been living under a rock. And uh, and so uh, James is our producer on uh, Monday and Thursday night. So we're happy to have uh, Red back in the studio with us. We've got a busy show coming up. We're going to talk to Kyle and Kevin for a while. Then we've got Joey Coulter. Joey did something over the weekend that I think is pretty unbelievable. That that young racer had never driven a modified before. And he gets in the modified, goes to Florence Motor Speedway, sets a new track record in qualifying, and wins the Smart Tour feature event um, over the weekend. So uh, Joey's going to call us in a little while and talk about all of that and uh, what else he's got going. Cause he's got some really cool stuff going. And then uh, we're going to have Jacob Seelman later too, from speed sport call in. And we're going to talk about all the things I'm going to run through pretty quickly right now, because today in the newswire was a busy little news day. Um, so much of silly season is starting now to kind of crystallize and a lot of the questions we've had for so long now are being answered. Some of it's not, it's kind of news we were expecting, but here's really quickly what we learned today. And then um, we'll talk in some detail later in the show with Jacob about each of these things. But um, number one, it appears that Eric Jones is in the final uh, processes of getting a deal done with Richard Petty Motorsports to drive the 43 car in 2021. I do not know um, if that's a long-term situation or just a one-year or two-year deal, whatever, but um, several folks reporting, and I had a phone call this morning that uh, backed up uh, what I saw online, that uh, Eric's, um, basically the deal is just about done. Uh, and is going to be done. So Eric would be in the 43. 
Then we got news this afternoon that uh, Chase Briscoe is actually going to, uh, his deal is supposedly done according to Autosport to drive the Stuart Haas Racing number 14 to replace Clint Boyer. That should surprise nobody if you've been paying attention the last uh, month or so because that's we've all been talking about Boyer in that car. There were only two drivers that were ever going to be in that car, Boyer or Larson. And I think we all thought, not Boyer, but uh, Briscoe or Larson, and I think we all thought that Chase was due to come up and he keeps winning more Xfinity races, so it became a little hard to deny him that opportunity. So Chase comes up to Cup. Um, then, a little later this afternoon, we got word that Kyle Larson has been reinstated by NASCAR as of January 1, 2021. So you can basically draw the conclusion from that that it's only a matter of time before we get the announcement that Kyle will be driving the number five car is what we believe it's going to be. They're going to retire the 88 number or park it. It's They're going to bring back the number five for Kyle Larson to drive for Hendrick Motorsports starting in 2021, probably on a longer-term deal, I would imagine. Um, so Larson would become the fourth driver. The team would actually be the current 48 team. Remember, Alex Bowman was announced as the replacement for Jimmy Johnson and the Ally 48, but they're not moving him to the other team. They're taking the number and the sponsor, basically just take all the 48 bodies and put them over in the 88 shop. So he's still going to have the same team. It's just that that's now going to be the 48, um, similar to what they did when William Byron came in and Chase Elliott went to the nine and Byron to the 24. Um, so Larson would then go to the current 48 team with Cliff Daniels Um and um, and that would be, we, we're hearing it's going to be number five. They're going to bring back the five, which makes sense because it's a, uh, it was the original Rick Hendrick number that Jeff Bodine drove uh, when it was All-Star Racing Chevrolet. And he, actually, Jeff won his first uh, 100, uh, his first couple of races. First one was, was in Martinsville, I believe. So there's going to be a lot of dirt racers that are happy to see him back in a cup car. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, this car is sponsored by the Dirt Track Racers of America, right? <laughs> uh, and it doesn't even matter about open wheel or late model or what, because Kyle's gone out and he's blist blistered the tracks in every type of dirt car imaginable in the last uh, few months. So, um, so there's a, a quick look at uh, the rumor mill and what we seem to think we know now. So now that all that's been done, you start looking at drivers like Corey LaJoy and Ty Dillon and trying to figure out where they go. Oh, by the way, Justin Haley re-signed with, um, with Colleague Racing for 2021 again as well. By the way, that was a great video. Oh, it was classic. That. It was it was great. Um, AJ Allmendinger cooked that up. Um, that was all out of AJ's uh, uh, dinger head. Uh, as he he cooked up this whole thing that made it appear as though he was going to uh, be a full time driver in the eleven next year, and then he pulls the name or pulls the uh, the sticker off the name on the top of the car today, and it's Justin Haley, and uh, Justin walks into the shot. It was pretty cool. Um, and what I think is going to happen, colleagues talking about Cup starting in potentially in twenty two when the new car comes out. I think Justin Haley stays with Colleague and goes to the cup level with Colleague Racing. Then AJ possibly full time Xfinity, you'd say? No, I don't think. I think AJ likes uh, the TV part. I don't think he wants to be full time. 
I mean, I think if they made him a good enough offer, it's kind of one of those things. I mean, there's, there's that certain point where it's an offer you can't refuse, but I, I don't think AJ wants to. Otherwise, I think they would, would have done it. Um, so I, but I do think that we see now, maybe if they do a two car cup team, but I think Haley really likes those guys at colleague. And I think that's mutual. Um, he loves the smaller teams. I don't think he has an overwhelming desire to be a part of a huge organization. I think Justin likes the family aspect that a smaller team brings. So I could see him very easily sticking with them into the cup series, um, in 2022, if they go. Would, would they downsize this year in your mind and go from, from two Xfinity to one Xfinity to try to save a little money for the cup series, you think? Or do you still see him in two cars? I think they're going to be adding the cup. I, I, I still run two cars next year. Yeah. I, and again, I think they're going to have some choices for drivers. I mean, you got some drivers out there that are are displaced. I mean, you you look at you've got drivers at least right now. You got Daniel Hemrick out there. You got Ty Dillon. You've got Corey LaJoy. Um, there are a number of drivers who would be prime candidates for that because that's about the best there is in Xfinity right now that would be open. You know, so um, you've got some really good potential talent to put in those cars. Um, you know, to put at least into a second car for next year or somebody. And uh, then, like I said, if you go cup, then you move Haley up if that's what everybody wants to do. And then you got at least one car open, you know, to replace him in the 11. Could you see Ty Dillon willing to take a step down, go to the Xfinity car? Because as of now, nothing's been released for him to go into a cup car. Everybody thought the leading candidate was him for the 43. I would have thought um, that. Do you think he would take a step back and try to I don't know. go prove himself or something? Interesting. I don't know if it's necessarily to prove himself. I think he'd like to work. Um, you know, I think he'd like to still race. Um, you know, you've got the 32 open. Um, you, you may have the 37, but no one's sure yet. Now that, now that they've announced the Briscoe deal to Cup, I'm going to be interested to see now if you get an, uh, some sort of movement because everybody speculated for a while that Priest was going to go to the 98. He was going to drop down and replace uh, Briscoe in the 98 car in, in the Xfinity series. So um, kind of interesting now. I I haven't heard he is lately. I haven't heard he's not. So it was almost like it's kind of got out and then somebody hushed it up. So maybe now that we have Briscoe's future set maybe we'll we'll see movement uh, or at least get an idea of the direction that that's going for um for 21 because if not priest that 98 car is going to be a desired opportunity because there again you know it's a championship caliber car um and ford does not have a long list of drivers in development at least right now I still think you're going to see a Ford driver development program eventually, but um, they don't have a long list as of now. So going to be very interesting to see how that shakes out because that car and, um, and the 10 car for colleague racing, those two cars to me are the best cars in Xfinity that are going to be available for next year. Cause I think junior is pretty much set. So it could be very interesting to see, um, what happens in those situations. Okay, so we're going to step aside. Now that you know the news, Jacob and I will dissect it a little more later in the show. Um, but uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to chat with Kyle and Kevin Campbell about uh, Kyle's big win and 
Carolina Pro Series and late models and whatever. And uh, we got uh, Joey Coulter coming up in a little while as well. Back with more in a moment. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailer, rolls on. Uh, we record this show live on a Monday night, and it airs live as we record it on the Performance Motorsports Network. PMN Radio has a really easy-to-use app. If you want to download it, it's free. Just uh, d- go to uh, your your uh, devices app store and download PMN that's performance motorsports network, but you don't need all that download the PMN radio app. And, uh, you can listen to not only our shows, but all of the, uh, PMN 
shows as well. I am Tom Baker. I am the host of the show, the uh, driver, as you will. Um, but uh, I only drive radio shows because it's safer that way. The young man next to me drives the late model and does it really well. Um, and I would guess that Kyle Campbell, when I ask him the question I'm about to ask him, is going to say yes. Um, because I would certainly say yes to the question if I were in his situation. First of all, welcome to the program, Kyle. Now, my question is, you bought this car from Cody Connor, okay? And this was your maiden voyage with it. Did you exceed your expectations first time out of the box? Did you think for one minute that you were going to go win the race first time out of the box with this car? Uh, no, I did not at all. And thank you for having me on, Tom. But it was just we got the car, and then we tested it, and I knew it was going to be fast. We were on the same times as all the leaders were before. And I knew it was going to be fast. We had a good we had a good practice run earlier in that day, and then I messed up qualifying. car rotated too good, and I uh, – clipped the apron a little bit, got real loose off turn two and had a bad time. You 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 whipped James Mellick's head around with that comment. Uh, I, I don't think either James or I have ever heard a driver say, the car is rotating too good. Yeah, that's pretty... Uh, Explain that. Yeah. Well, I tried to uh, arc it as high as I could in the corner, and then as soon as I... We had the car set up really good for the conditions the track was in, and so I went to arc it in the corner, and when I got back to the throttle, it just it just rotated i wasn't i wasn't expecting it and i wasn't ready for it i was already turning to get to the bottom and the over rotation pushed it to the edge and i just caught the left front on the apron so in your brain you were still in your other car and you were turning like you were driving your other car yeah and this car went whoa i don't need that much wheel input yeah this car is definitely much better it's just uh, a new car more yeah. updated and it's just it's a lot faster it's just a lot easier to drive it's more stable it's more in the track for those who uh, know Cody and wonder, well, what car did he sell? He sold the Trump 2020 car, and it still had delivery uh, on it when uh, Kyle drove it to a victory on Saturday. So uh, we're hoping that that is a uh, uh, an, a harbinger of things to come. Or I, I'll say I'm hoping that's a harbinger of things to come here uh, on November 3rd. But uh, great to, uh, to see that car go back to victory lane. Uh, it's been there with Cody. Good to see it get there with you. Um, all right, so let's talk about the day then. So you get this new car, and was Saturday the first time that you drove it? Uh, no, we tested one day before. You did just, Friday? We, he gave us a bunch of, set of t- couple sets of tires, and we went over to Hickory one day and decided we wanted to run it, and then it turned out really fast, so we didn't change anything. So we went to the early morning practice on Saturday, and that was the second time we have been in the car. So you had to be really confident after the practice then. Yeah, I was pretty confident in the car. Cody was telling me how good it was, how it was his favorite car, and so I knew the car was fast, and I just had a lot of confidence in myself and in the car just to go out and perform. Okay, so I'm going to turn to my left here where uh, Kevin is comfortably nestled in the sealman seat, in case Jacob's listening. Um, And Kevin uh, is Kyle's dad. It, now, you guys bought this car, and, and I, I'm sure that in your mind, we've got to get something better because we think we're basically topped out w- with what we had. Um, so you go buy this car, but I'll ask you the same question. Did you ever expect Kyle would go out right off the bat and get a win? No, I never thought that. Um, it was I was really surprised because, you know, what, what our other car was a good learning car for Kyle, and we did, we did a lot of work to it. We 
bought a brand new engine, brought a brand new transmission at the beginning of the year. We we worked a lot with that car, did a lot of testing. And we had some a couple people we know in NASCAR actually look at the car and, and just said that the car wasn't to Kyle's ability to drive. Yeah. So best we could do was fifth. You know, we ran some races in fifth. We ran up, we qualified decent, ran up front, but we just we just couldn't get it done. So the last race at Hickory, I I told my wife, I said, look, we we need to do something. We've been told by a few people we just we need something more updated, and like Scott Millington, Ryan Millington just said, you know, yep. I think Kyle's ability because they Kyle, Ryan and Kyle grew up all their childhood racing together. Yep. So they know Kyle. So I told my wife, I said, you know, I, I gotta, if we're going to do this, we need to do it. And I know Cody's car was for sale. And the last time Cody ran it at Hickory, he, he about won the race with Carson. He did, yeah. They came uh, spinning across the finish line to the so we, we decided that we were going to try to sell my other car. And I put it up for sale. And within an hour, I had five phone calls and sold it within less than an hour. Oh, wow. So we actually went over to, to Cody's and Shannon's and, and had to mount Kyle's seat in it. We, so we got it all done and and. We had some duck work to do, finish up from when Cody got in his wreck. Got that all done, and Shannon and Cody actually scaled it out for us. We got in the car. They had the car tuned perfectly when it left Cody's garage when we picked it up. So last Wednesday, we went to Hickory. We unloaded it right out of the trailer, and we were three-tenths faster right out of the trailer with a car that he'd never even sat in before versus our old car. So it went really well. We tried some adjustments. The car actually got worse, so we put the car exactly back the way Shannon and, and Cody had it. And we showed up on Saturday morning running race-fast times right out of the trailer all day long. Wow, that's awesome. But no, I, I never expected that he was going to win. I, I, I was hoping a top five with a new car, but I never expected him to lead as many laps as he did. Okay, I'll go back to Kyle now. So, you, I mean, it wasn't an uneventful race. I mean, you, you were up front for, for most of it running, most all of it, running for the lead or in the lead. And, um, but you finally get to the end and take the checkered flag. What, what was, what goes through your mind as you're crossing the checkered? Well, the last 15 laps, cause we got stuck on lap 84 forever. There was like five cautions. Yeah. I don't know. It was making There's always upset. one lap in yeah. the Carolina pro races where we just can't get off that lap. And, and then the rest of the race is fine. Once we get off that lap, go yeah. ahead. So once we finally got off that lap, I was just, I was trying to stay as focused as I could while trying to count down the laps. And then I saw the flagman give me 10 to go, and I was like, all right, we're getting close. And by the end, by that time, he, my dad, had, uh, he's my spotter, and he told me I had a good enough car length lead where I just was taking it easy. I was just rolling the tires, make sure I wasn't spinning them, wrecking the car. Then I just, when, as soon as I got to five, I started counting. I did, the, I did this in the go-kart, too, when I first started. I, when, I was, when I saw five, I'd go five, four, three, two, and then I'd hopefully take the checkered, in which I did Saturday, and that was the best feeling in the world. I can imagine. I mean, did did it sink in immediately that I just won, or did you have to kind of process it for a minute or two? It sunk in, so I I, I took the checkered, came around, and then I drove backwards and got the checkered flag, and then as I got about to the back stretch, I started to tear up, and that's when it hit me that I had just won the race. Good for you. Don't be ashamed of that. <laughs> that's um, that's a genuine reaction. Um, how how many tears were flowing? From your uh, two eyes over there, Kevin. Oh, it was it was hard coming down from the spotter stand. I bet it was, you know, and, and of course with that incident with Carson and with Travis Quapple standing next to me in the spotter stand, high fiving me and congratulating me helped a lot. 
But yeah, it, it was great. Let's uh, so we can we can <clears throat> kind of tell that story because that's that's the baby elephant in the room here, I guess. So um, Carson, there was a bounty. First of all, this was the last race of the year. Carson had won all but one race, um, and he was on like a. 96 in a row streak. Um, I mean, I think he'd won five in a row actually. Um, but he, he was unbeatable. Uh, and so got a $500 bounty together. The series did. And, uh, and so lo and behold, wouldn't you know, Carson goes out and first he gets a right front flat and has to go to the pits after he'd come from the back to the front the first time he has to make a pit stop for a new right front tire, which was a used tire, which put him kind of the car wasn't the same after that. But he still goes from the back to the front again. And then um, he, he he and you were coming up. He had taken the lead from you. And, and the two of you came up on some lap traffic that uh, one of the cars basically stopped in front of you. And I'll let you kind of take it from there. Yeah, so I knew Carson was fast and... I was surprised I could get him on that restart. My spotter said clear, and I was like, all right, cool. And then I saw the yellow form, and I was like, all right. And then he just kept saying that 35 was coming. He was coming, and then he said I had like a 15-car length lead when he took second. I was watching the scoreboard see yeah. when, he, when he finally took second, so I knew when to start going. And it was only a matter of time before he ran me down. I knew he was going to be faster. He always is. And then he passed me, and he cleared me down. The, he passed me in turn one and two, cleared me down the back stretch. And I tucked right in behind him, not expecting a lap car to stop. And then coming through three and four, I was right on his bumper. And from my perspective, all I've seen is me go underneath his rear end, and then it turns him around. And I, I, I really didn't want to do that. Like, my plan was just to follow him. I knew he sure. was going to be better. I wasn't going to wreck us both. You know, there's no point in doing that. So I was going to be content with a second. But, you know, it happens. They weren't mad about it. And then it's just racing. And the key being here for those who are listening, um, you and Carson are best buddies. I mean, you're you're constantly in each other's houses, right? I mean, you spend a whole bunch of time together. Yeah, we're always so, together. We've been friends for a while. So that could have been, you know, uh, a bit contentious, but obviously the friendship and and Carson even after the race, I I went over um, after I'd snapped the my victory lane shots and all that. I went over to to see him and and. Uh, I'm just like, man, you know, that that was a bummer. And, I mean, at the end of the day, he ended up, he had to go, that that knocked his right rear soft, so he had to go get a right rear. So he had a new right, a different right front and a different right rear and still ended up coming back to fifth after all of that. So he still put on the show. But, um, you know, just one of those things, Kevin, you know from being a racer, and, and uh, we'll talk about this more after the break, but um, sometimes things happen. That's why you, you got to kind of leave your friendships in the pit area when you go out on the track. We'll uh, pick up on that point when we come back around the turn here. More of lead lap right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, 
color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap. Oh, NASCAR Chasm. Uh, if, if you're on Twitter and you don't follow NASCAR Chasm, what are you thinking? Go follow him. Um, every every Monday post NASCAR race, we get fake texts to the winner. Um, and he makes up this series of, I'm just going to read one. And then if we have time later, I'll read more. This is a fake text from Ryan Blaney to, um, to, to Joey Logano after the race. Ryan, I need you to explain how you block so well. Joey, it's a matter of taking the same line as the car behind you, which sends turbulent air to their nose. Ryan says, I don't follow. Can you explain it in a way that's more my language? Now, bear in mind, Ryan is a Star Wars junkie. So Joey says... You know what Luke Skywalker did when he kept Darth Vader and two other TIE fighters behind him for the entire trench run before he blew up the Death Star in Star Wars? Ryan. Oh, got it. (laughs) (laughs) NASCAR chasm is the best. Okay, welcome back to League Lab. Tom Baker, Kyle Campbell, Kevin Campbell. Uh, 
James Malik, all in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. We've got Joey Coulter calling in in a little while, and then uh, Jacob Seaman will also be joining us via the uh, Strutmasters hotline to talk about uh, all of the things that we brought up in the first segment with the news and everything that's going on. Um, silly season just gone crazy, and we're finally getting some answers. Anyway, back to conversation about Saturday night's Carolina Pro a late model series event at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway, which I thought was the best event, the most uh, entertaining of all of the fall brawl feature races. And I, I really want to give a shout out to uh, Keith Graham and his staff, because now that the year is officially almost over, they've got one more at Florence, but uh, most of the year is over for them. Phenomenal first season for that series. Um, Always things you can do better. Always things you you didn't think of, you know, the third race and oh, we know that now, kind of thing. I'm sure there are some of those things, but for the most part, um, I've seen a lot of series debut over the years that I've been involved in the sport. And uh, Keith definitely, Keith and his staff did as good a job as anybody. Um, okay, so I want to get back to because when we uh, went away to the break, I was setting up something that I thought was kind of funny. Um, that uh, Kyle told me about before the show, we were talking about how he and Carson Quapple best friends. And of course we had the bounty on Carson. He comes from the back to the front, takes the lead from uh, takes the lead and then gets um, involved in an incident, has to change a right front tire, comes back all the way again, passes Kyle for the lead. And um, then the lap car stops in front of Carson who obviously lifts and Kyle um, nowhere to go behind him, lifts his back end, spins him out. Uh, ends up with a flat right rear tire, Carson. So now he's got two used tires on the right side of the car, comes still from the back to finish fifth. And we were talking about how, you know, that could have been really contentious. Well, um, Kyle, you told me after the, or you told me before the show here that uh, you made sure that uh, you, you, you sort of got Carson back on your good side. How did you do that? Uh, well, Every time after he wins, he goes to Waffle House, and we celebrate, and I'm always with because him. Because why not? Yeah, Waffle House <laughs> is the best. I don't know why you wouldn't go there. Not sponsored. And then, uh, But you like it. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, Waffle House, if you're listening, uh, kid needs a sponsorship here. <laughs> yeah, so after, after uh, my interview in Victory Lane, they interviewed Carson, and they were talking about Waffle House, and then the announcer was like, well, the— the least you can do for him is buy him some Waffle House, and I gave him the thumbs up. So we we went over to Waffle House at the end, me, him, and a couple buddies, and then I I, I paid for his Waffle House. There you go. Okay. Um, now, did you actually pay for it, or did Dad's money pay for it? I paid for it. I paid for it with my credit card. So I'd say I paid for it. And where do you get your money for your credit card from? Uh, I work at a small dirt track. Oh, you do? Salisbury called Millbridge Speedway. I didn't know that. When did you start doing that? Uh, I, I raced there. I started racing there well, in I know you've been 2010. Racing yeah. I but... raced, and then they shut down, and they got new owner, owners, uh, Ashley and Jeremy Burnett. They uh, they bought the place, yeah. and then I started racing there in 2014 and 15. Won the track championship in box stock and intermediate in 2015. And then one night, I was in the infield with my mom because she's the photographer, and Jeremy goes, hey, we need someone to work the cone. And I was like, I'm right here. I can do it. Oh, so. did you take over for McLovin on the cone duty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dick McMillan. Yeah. We all called him McLovin. Um, if you're not a Dan Patrick Show fan, you won't have a clue. Um, but uh, Nick uh, went off to 
Uh, Nick's got the most fascinating job on, on the planet. Like Nick basically just goes and drives cars for a living is pretty much what he does. Um, and uh, tr- gets to travel the world, whatever. But he, he, he does all these when you have the manufacturers go do test drive things, he does all of that kind of stuff. And uh, it's really cool. He's a nice kid. So you, you basically became McLovin too. Yeah. I, okay. Ever since then, I just started doing it for him and he would flag or I'd flag and we'd just switch off. Okay. And... I got you. Well, I didn't know you, I didn't know you'd been working. So, all right. So you have your own credit card from your uh, Millbridge money that you bought Carson, who's won bunches at Millbridge, by the way. Um, he and his brother both um, bought him dinner. So that was pretty cool. Good for you. That was a nice way to, to kind of uh, help make up for that. Um, Carson's a great kid. He's been on the show several times. We enjoy having him on. He wants to come on again, so we'll have to make that happen. Um, I didn't dare bring him in tonight because I didn't want to fight in the studio. Um, and I didn't know your dad was coming. So, uh, But, Kevin, what, what, what was that like for you after the race? Just, to, I mean, as a, as a dad, I know you're proud of him anyway. He's a great kid. Um, and and does a really nice job on the track, but um, that just had to be a moment that you'll never ever forget. No, you know I've been we've been racing together since Kyle's six years yeah. old, and, and you know we started in the go kart stuff, and and it's always exciting to get that first win. Um, and I'm always proud of him. He he's he's a really good racer. He's a clean racer. He is. Uh, yep. He's won a lot of races. And then as we moved up, that first win is always it always means something. When you move into a new division, you know, he did the wing cars at Millbridge and then won those two championships. Then we moved to the Allison Legacy cars uh, when he was 14. Yep. His, uh, he was the youngest rookie driver, really. He won the championship in that in his first year uh, of doing that, and that was really emotional when he won that. So as, as our, our toys get bigger and faster, it, I couldn't believe he actually won in a car that he only raced that one time. Yeah. Um, it was it was pretty emotional. I mean, I, I've spent a lot of years racing up in New England, and and I remember my first win, it, and then I just praying when he got his win uh, that it would be soon in a late model. But we had a good time. We celebrated, hugged, and and talked about it all night long. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I mean, and it was. I mean, it was a great race. Um, you know, once once you got the lead, I feel like you pretty much owned it. You know, if you didn't make a mistake, um, and uh, again, notwithstanding Carson's issues, because he obviously was, uh, you know, probably a little faster, but um, b- but I felt like you were better than everybody else in the field. So, you know, and certainly better than Amber. Um, and then, you know, it was interesting because there was so much attrition right toward the end that, um, you know, you had Jacob Perry, who was actually a Mark Reedy's car. That car, I don't think it'd run all year long. And Jacob had never run down here. Um, he's from Connecticut, and he ends up finishing third. It was a strange race the way that it played out, but it was almost like once you got out front, unless Carson was able to beat you, you as long as you didn't make a mistake, you had it. Yeah, I talked to Cody Connor a lot before the race, and he told me how to save tires and try to like work into it. You know, save everything. He told me to roll the top and stuff. Just be really easy on the throttle. Yeah. And I told we had a red flag on lap seven because one car backed in the fence. And then I told him, I said, just yell at me if you think I'm running too hard. Just make sure I, I do my part and I save what I can for the end. And you did. Yeah, I feel How much like, did you have left that you could have used if you'd had the challenge? I, 
I was scared if we on that last restart. If we had another one, I don't think I could do it again. It was a tough battle with Amberlynn. It was a lot of we were beating, banging, but it was good racing, and no one was intentionally wrecking each other. No junk cars or nothing, and it was just a good race. Do you feel like um, she had more than you did left at the end? Is that what you're saying, or because no. I mean it didn't look that way to me. It looked like once you got clear of her, you were gone. No, it, she didn't have more than me. I feel like I saved enough. We okay. were either equal or I was better, but it was just it was just hard racing, you know. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Now, obviously, you guys go to Florence next month, um, which is a track you've I assume you've never maybe with the Legacy, did you? Yeah, I went there once with the Legacy car, once or twice. Okay, okay. so you kind of know what to expect, but of course, it'll be much different. The late model. Yeah, we're not sure if we're going to be able to make that race. It's it's a non points race, so oh wow. So this, that was the Hickory race was the end of the season for points. Yeah, and Carson won the championship. Right. So this this is just like a run what you're brewing, you know. Just that just go race. have fun. Well, I would definitely go if you can. That would be great experience for you, and I think it's going to be a very big race for the series. Um, you know, so if you can make it, I would encourage you to go. Um, would be a lot of fun to get that experience in the late model. I think you'd have a good shot at it, to be honest. Um, what uh, what do you feel like you need for next year, Kevin, that you don't – I mean, you. I feel like you ended on as high a note as you could. Um, and we're pretty sure that uh, there's going to be a different quapple in that car next year. And I'm not, I'm not saying Caden won't, but he doesn't quite have the experience that Carson does. Um, do, do you feel like there's, there's something that you, you still lack and you don't have to give away secrets or whatever, but what, how close do you feel like you are starting the year? I think we'll be pretty good, you know, and, and when we bought that car, Cody and, and Shannon said that car had been sitting a while. It just needs a little bit of loving. You just need to take it apart and rub on a yep. little bit. So I, I, I feel it's a really, really good, solid piece. So I think what we'll probably do is take the body off of it this winter and go through it and give it a little bit of loving, and we'll probably start right where she sits right now. Well, it, it's it's that good. It's going to be a big deal. I feel like the series next year is going to be a really, really uh, – um, big deal. They're they're trying to a lot more variety in tracks and such, and and I think that uh, I think the series is going to elevate tremendously for twenty one. Um, you know, it should be a lot of fun to see where it goes. Uh, and I'm assuming that you're planning on running the whole series again next year. Yes. Oh or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to run the whole schedule next year. Run for the championship. I love it. Okay, we're going to take a break. We've still got uh, Kyle and Kevin with us. Back with more in a moment. How to be a great dad in fifteen seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners, advance at your 
own pace. He in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Tom Baker with you on a Monday night as we kick off our Race Chaser Radio uh, week of conversation. Of course, the next show up, live show, um, radio show, will be uh, Inside Pass, which we record on Wednesday afternoons. And uh, we do a live stream when we do record that one on uh, WSIC News Facebook page. And then that airs on Saturday mornings here on WSIC's uh, group of stations in the Lake Norman uh, Charlotte area and uh, also on WSICFM.com on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. So if you're outside the uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina area and you want to hear that show, you've got a few choices. We'll tell you about our on-demand after because you can get all our shows that way. But uh, definitely looking forward to uh, next segment. We'll talk with Joey Coulter and then uh, Jacob Seelman will be calling us to talk about NASCAR news. But um, still have Kyle Campbell and Kevin Campbell here and uh, talking about Kyle's win on Saturday in the Carolina Pro Late Model Series portion of the fall brawl night of racing at Hickory. Um, really good season for Hickory Motor Speedway this year. Had the national championship battle centered on it for a while when uh, Josh Berry and Ryan Millington were running one, two back and forth. Um, and then Ryan kind of hit a skid um, and uh, went from the old car to the new car, and it took him a few weeks to get that set up. Josh ends up winning the national title, Josh Berry. The 2020 uh, national, um, well, NASCAR wheeling, no, NASCAR advanced auto parts 
weekly racing series champion. There we go. I knew how it many would, points uh, split him and Millington. I know him and Millington were going Ryan back fell off big time. He he fell back to at least third. Did he? Um, yeah. I remember last time Millington was here, he was talking about how he was leading the points, and him and Barry yeah. were having a strong battle. That was and all a while that. ago. Yeah, he he right after that he kind of went into a, a bit of a tailspin, and then went to the new car and such. Uh, um, oh, by the way, I'll I'll read this from Twitter before we get back to uh, Kyle and Kevin here. This just in, I guess, if Jacob were here, he'd say breaking news, but it's really not. Um, but it kind of is. Um, we were talking about Carl Larson earlier. Well, he, he's been reinstated. Now, this comes in one moment ago from Chevrolet spokesperson regarding Kyle Larson. A Chevrolet spokesperson says Chevrolet fully supports NASCAR's efforts to provide an inclusive environment for all race fans since kyle larson has met the criteria set forth for his return to the series we support nascar's decision okay dear hendrick motorsports just get it over with already (laughs) i mean we all want to get back to focusing on the playoffs we know what's going to happen just announce it please um so we know where where what what the eventuality is kyle larson the hendrick motorsports in the number five for 2021 um, we'll just call it here. It's not official. I'm just saying it's going to be sooner rather than later. Um, we're all thinking either at Phoenix or right after Phoenix is when that's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's right around the corner because uh, obviously Chevy just came out and said they support the decision, which means he's going to be probably most likely in a Chevrolet car. And then my next question was thinking in my head right there rumbling was, does he change the dirt number? To five, but I don't think he can do that because Casey's got that number on his dirt cars, I believe. Well, I mean, he could. There's obviously bunches of well, yeah, he could, numbers he out could there, but name it. Yeah, he could put like I a don't think be five L or to. something. Um, and I don't, I don't see them. People were speculating maybe they go to fifty-seven for the Cup car. I don't, I just don't see that. I think, I think bringing back the five is a way of sort of resetting and allowing for Kyle to have his era in the five car. Whereas the 88 was Junior's number that Bowman sort of kept up. You know, Junior wanted Bowman to uh, uh, have that ride. So it was natural that they keep the 88 for Alex. But once you go and you put Kyle in a car, then you you bring back the five number. And Kyle kind of ushers in um, his part with the original Hendrick number. Do they still have the 25 number? Because uh, that could be one that could come into play too. They haven't ran it in a while. Last time that was out there, probably. With Brian but everybody's Vickers. saying it's going to be the five. That's that's the rampant speculation. It's going to be the five. So we'll see. I mean, it'll be uh, interesting one way or another. Um, I, I, you know, that's going to be when that actually gets announced. That's news that goes beyond motorsports. I mean, he was on CBS this morning the other day, um, and it had nothing to do with his pending return to NASCAR, it had everything to do with why he was out of NASCAR, you know, and his road to recovery, so to speak. So um, you just know that that's the kind of a thing that's going to go beyond the boundaries of just, you know, us meet motorsports media. So I think they're trying not to overshadow the playoffs with it. But the problem is they are. <laughs> because it's out there, we're all just waiting. That's why I said, just get it over with. Then we can start going back, talking playoffs. Joey Logano in the championship four, by the way. He did win uh, yesterday's race. Okay, so I'm going to ask Kyle and Kevin each uh, a specific question here. I'm going to start with Kyle. You just won your first late model race. You know you're coming back. You're running pro late models again next year in that series. 
Um, I probably know the answer to this, but what's your racing goal? My racing goal is to go all the way to the top. I mean, that's what anyone can ask for. It's just whether or not we have the funds and talent to get there or not. Okay. So um, Pro 8 models again next year. Um, Kevin, do you see potentially any opportunity, you know, for, say, an ARCA situation or a truck situation? Is that something you're even thinking about at this point? Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about it. Um, Like Kyle said, the funds, securing some funds is probably going to be one of the hardest things to do. Um, There's actually a couple ARCA cars. I got friends in the ARCA that talked briefly about, very briefly. Um, A friend used to be my neighbor, his crew chief. And and so there's there's maybe some plans in there. Um, It's just trying to get some of the funding to, to, you know, I'd like to get him in an ARCA car, maybe one or two races and see how that goes. Um, But I mean, that ultimately will try to be our goal, but whether it happens or not, we'll have to wait and see. You're 15 now, right? I'm 17. Oh, wow. (laughs) When did you grow up? Holy cow. You're 17. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, See, you you got no issues with, uh, you know, with age then. You could run anything but Daytona and uh, Talladega at this point. And when do you turn 18? August 20th of next year. Okay. Yeah. So basically you'd have, by the time you would probably think about doing any ARCA racing. You'd be 18 and be able to do anything you wanted um, pending approval. James, you're looking like you yeah. want to jump in there. I just want to jump in and say my vote is if he gets to run an ARCA car, I want to have him on Salem. That is a great short track right there, Salem. I totally agree. I think <laughs> Salem is an amazing track, actually. Um, and uh, I'm sure Kyle would enjoy that with the banking. That is that is a, That's quite a track. Um how high did you go, Kevin? I know you ran late models. Did you get to Arca? No, Nasco? no, no. I okay. just ran late models up. In, uh, we're from Vermont. So yeah. I ran Thunder Road up there. Okay. That's, I didn't know if you'd gotten to like East yeah. or something. Okay. We ran all around New England. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You don't you and Scott, were you and Scott in the same like period of time when he, because he yeah. raced and owned, then he owned, I think, a Scott little bit Millington. up there too. Yeah. Scott yeah. Scott, he, uh, that, he was actually crew chief for the the guy that built. My last late model we had. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, we and I didn't realize Scott had moved down here. And, and one day when the kids were racing go-karts, we got to talking. And he's like, well, I'm I'm from Vermont. And I said, well, me too. And he's like, well, you know Chuck Beatty? And I'm like, yeah, Chuck just built us a car. And he's like, well, I used to crew chief Chuck. So, I mean, it's a, it's a small world. <laughs> it but, is. Yeah. But, yeah. No. Scott and I get talking about the guys in New England and the old days and whatever. We could go on for hours. It's, it's yeah. funny. And uh, Ryan, my gosh, I mean, um, I saw him uh, earlier this year, uh, maybe it was late last year at Millbridge, and I the first time I saw him, I didn't recognize yeah, him. I know, he's so much it's different. It's like he woke up and lost 60 pounds. And I'm got like, fo- what did you do? Taller. I want to do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, uh, you know, can I just like suddenly just lose the weight by going to sleep one night? Mm-hmm. Um but uh, he's done quite a job, and good to see him as involved as he is on his cars, too. But um, do you feel like, uh, Kyle, that you're where you want to be at this point? Are you happy with where you're at? Yeah, I'm happy with where I am. I have no problem with where I am. I mean, it'd be nice to be in a super late model, but that's in no rush. Obviously, the funding is the biggest part of that. And a pro late model is just a step down. We already have the 604. We just got to get the upgraded cams and stuff for that to get it upgraded, and then we can we would pretty much only run Hickory because that's okay. the only place where we would have the uh, yeah. 
horsepower disadvantage, but the track's so small you don't need the horsepower. So that'd be the only track we'd really be able to run that class in. What do you like to do when you're not racing? Besides hang out with Carson? Uh, yeah, <laughs> most of the time, yeah. I'm at Carson's house. Causing trouble. Pretty much every time, at uh, every weekend, I go over and we'll spend the weekend together. Or uh, we'll go and I'll work on my buddy Dane's truck and we'll just help him out and we'll just have fun when I'm there. And then I got to work at Millbridge a lot. But most of the, uh, all the weekends I'm home trying to do school. Okay. And how's that going right now? You said you just went back to class, right? Yeah, today, today was my first day. Today was my first day back from being remote since the start of the school year. And How did you deal with the remote stuff? I slept through it. <laughs> Pretty much like every other kid. Hope your teachers aren't listening. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I still managed A's and B's. I think my lowest grade was like an 88, maybe. Okay. Yeah, you know, he's pretty good. He he's lays in bed on his on his tablet there, and he he did everything that he was supposed to do, but he just got to stay home, stay in bed. Yeah, right? I know. If I don't do it, I won't be racing, and we That's need that to happen. There, That's, see, hang on. Ever since, yeah, every since this kid started there. racing, the most important thing was his grades. Yes, and yes. I told him if he Here's can't keep his grades up, he's not racing. And and when he was racing go karts, he was eight or nine years old. He we got a bad report from from the teachers, and uh, he did not race. And he I dragged him to the racetrack and made him watch somebody else drive his car. And he, he was Ooh. pretty upset. It and was it, actually Allison. Yep. And so they, uh, ever since then, he's made honor roll and been right up top. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, well, I can't let you go without uh, thanking your sponsors and anyone else that you'd like to thank. So go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to thank Battlescarred Outdoors, RGS Products, Cody and Shannon Connor for the help they did on the car. Even though it was just one race, it was the best race of the season, obviously, for obvious reasons. I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, for all the money and time and support they put into it. My sister, she works just as hard on the car as they do, and she does the most work. And I'd like to thank Carson for helping me. He's kind of showed me how to get around the track, so I'd like to help him. I'd like to thank him for that. I'm sure he'd like to thank you for Waffle House. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, fun to have you on, Kyle. You did a great job. Uh, first radio interview for this young man. So, uh, always a joy being um, being the first for a lot of these young drivers, and it's great to great to uh, hear them come on and just kill it, which Kyle did. So, uh, congratulations, good job on that. And Kevin, thanks for bringing him in and uh, letting him be a part of it. And congratulations on uh, his win because I know it meant a lot to you as well um, and uh, look forward to, to what you guys can accomplish next year. And I hope we see you at Florence. You got to go to Florence. I know Keith called me today and he's like, you got to go, you got to go. And you know, I, well, I Keith's just, probably listening. So you're yeah. going to get like daily robo calls yeah. from Keith well, and Wendy. It, the, the problem is, have, is, is the business I own is the day of the Florence race is going to be my busiest day of the year. Oh boy. So uh, send Cody down with you. Well, him. that's what we were talking him. about taking my truck and trailer and Cody and Shannon go and there. I, and stay home and work and there you go but see we got we got that all worked out so <laughs> see you in florence kyle we'll be back with more of legal lab joey coulter's up next stay with us you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Spencer Boyd bringing us back from break as we start our second hour of lead lap. Um, Kyle and Kevin Campbell having so much fun. They're still here, which we love. We love it when the guests stay the whole show. Um, Happy to have them still in the studio with us, and uh, you may hear from them as the show goes on. And also, of course, uh, James Mellick, our ace producer is with us as well and uh do we have uh we do okay so on the strutmasters.com hotline uh is our next guest for tonight's show joey coulter joey uh joey did something that i boy i gotta tell you um i've always thought very highly of joey's driving ability but man um one does not just get in the modified for the first time set a track record and win a smart tour race 
But doggone, Joey, you you went and did it at Florence Motor Speedway. What in the world was that? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I'm still not really sure. That was, um, <laughs> you don't get weekends like that very often. Um, you know, I, I coach a lot of drivers, and I tell them a lot that, you know, we're, we're always looking for, we're always chasing that perfect, you know, win practice, win qualifying, win your heat race, whatever it is, just win, 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 win. And, but I always tell them, I'm like, the chances of you getting close to that kind of a weekend are are slim just because there's always so many variables. But man, we just, Randy gave me such a good car. Um, He, he played the strategy right with the tires and, and telling me when to, when to hold and when to go. Um, it just, the whole weekend just snowballed the right direction for us. And, and when it came time to, to go, to go execute, we were in the right position and, and we got it done. Okay. So let's set the table a little bit here for our audience. So the smart modified tour relaunched a little over a month ago after being on hiatus for about uh, 15, 16 years, and they've run one race at Caraway. And they were supposed to have another one this it, this uh, two weeks ago, but it rained out, so they postponed it to this coming Saturday. So they had a race scheduled at Florence this this past Saturday, two days ago, Florence Motor Speedway in South Carolina, um, and uh, expecting twenty plus cars. They got nineteen, which was still really really good, biggest field of the year, um, and. So along comes Joey Coulter, who nobody expected. Now, how does, did you just kind of wake up one day and go, hey, I think I'll go race a modified? Or how did this all work? Because I heard no pre-race banter about you being there. Talk about the genesis of how you, how you got there and ran for the first time. What, what all got that started? Uh, so basically, you know, we've we've had a, a really long relationship with Randy Renfro. He's he's taking care of the uh, pavement late model uh, Coulter Motorsports yeah. team and the driver development stuff for years. And um, he uh, he was he went to go pick up. Uh, I believe he was picking up a new Fury Super, um, or excuse me, LFR, and uh, whoever he was with or whoever he went to see had this. LFR modified sitting there <laughs> and it, it was brand new. It's never been raced. And, oh, wow. and uh, so Randy started talking to the guy. It's, it's the chassis is three years old, but it had never been raced. Um, so Randy talked to the guy, they worked out a deal and Randy just bought it um, for himself. <laughs> oh. And uh, so over the, over the last year, he's been putting it together and stuff like that. So he got it together. And uh, a couple weeks ago, he knew I was coming in town and he said, Hey, I'm going to go rent Hickory you can shake down the super and then test this modified. I'm like, yeah, all right, <laughs> let's do it. And, uh, so we tested at Hickory and, you know, he talked to a few people and we talked about the lap times that we ran and everybody was like, Oh my God, that's fast. Like he's never driven one. No, that was, that was my first 30 laps in one. And, uh, so basically it just kind of worked out schedule wise where he's like, well, they're running at Florence. Do you want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> And that was that was literally it. There was there was no no prior planning other than just that test at Hickory. Wow. Um, as a matter of fact, I um, I had some some family issues that had me in Florida and North Carolina, um, and then my daughter and I drove from North Carolina all the way back to Texas on Tuesday and Wednesday 
and then I got on a plane Friday morning and, and flew back to Charlotte to drive to Florence. So it was all extremely last minute. That's incredible. So when you got in the car at Hickory, what was that like? Because I mean, you've driven so many different kinds of cars between dirt and pavement, but never driven a modified. What was it like to finally strap into one of those puppies? Uh, it was it was unreal. The first thing was is I had to make myself stop watching the left front upper control arm um, because <laughs> usually in anything I've ever driven, if I can see the upper control arm moving, I have call, I have been involved in something. Oh. <laughs> you know, everything I've ever driven had fenders on it except okay. for a go kart. That makes so sense. I've I've never been used. I've never seen that. You know, so what, you know, having to kind of zone out the tire deflection and the A-frames moving was, was kind of a weird thing. Um, and then just the amount of grip. I've never driven anything with tires that big. Um, and now that I have, there's no reason that anything should not have 15-inch tires on it. <laughs> um, it's just amazing. And, and even at a place like Hickory that is is known for being worn out. Yeah. Um I was amazed with how much more grip I had in that compared to the super. Um, it really, really blew my mind. I had to do it. had to make a lot of changes, um, in my driving style, which, um, it's kind of funny. It ended up at least mentally driving wise was a lot more similar to my dirt late model, uh, than the paper. Really? Wow. What yeah. Sense. Because, because you're, you're using the grip that you have, right. You've got all this, you've got all this tire that's giving you all this extra side bite and extra side force, um, or the little bit of side force you get from the body, but you're getting all the extra side bite with the tires on dirt. Your side bite comes from the air on the side of the car and, and loading the right side tires with the bars. Wow. So the more that you drive, the harder you drive the cars in, the more you're using that, that grip from those tires. So, you know, obviously with the horsepower, the hard part is making them go forward without spinning a tire. And if you pick the throttle up too early, you either push the nose or you blow the rear tires off, right? So by using that extra side bite and getting getting the car to roll farther around the corner, you can leave straighter and faster, which is essentially, in some cases, how you drive a dirt late model. You have to get from the bad part of the race. You have to get from the good part of the racetrack through the slick part, back to the part with the grip. And the only way to do that is momentum and speed to keep that side bite. So I don't know if that made any sense. But no, I did. That's, it's, uh, that was the ticket for me. It's very, that was actually a very, uh, very well done description. Um, but still to go out and set a new track record. I mean, that had to just blow your mind. It was like, wow, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about easy. I, I told, uh, I told Randy, you know, cause it, it took me, I took my time getting out of the car a little bit. Um, because that was the first time I've ever finished qualifying where if I let go of the wheel, my hands were shaking a little bit Oh wow! Um, because it was just, it was so intense. Um, again, because I've never driven something with that much grip at that speed. Um, and it just, uh, it, it was, it was intense. It was, it, it took, it was, I was holding my breath a little bit, especially the second lap. Um, cause he, I had Randy called out my lap time on the first lap and it, I think it was a seventeen eleven, And I, I knew the pole was going to have to be an O or better. 
Um, and I just I gave it everything I had down the backstretch and getting through three and four. It was I felt like it was a really really good corner. Um, and then he said it was a sixteen ninety five. I had no idea what the track record was. I didn't even know that there was a track record because um, I was kind of under the impression that the modified had never raced there. Not in a while, uh, but they have. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was a complete surprise. But um, you know, again, Randy gave me such a good car that it, it was kind of my it was my weekend to to screw it up. You know. <laughs> well, it seemed like you had. Uh, a, a pretty near flawless race. Talk about the race a little bit. Yeah, it was, you know, everybody was, uh, was really worried about tire wear, which that was my biggest unknown. Um, because I've never felt again, I've never raced on tires that big, so I don't know how they wear out or what it feels like when they start wearing out. Um, so I, you know, I talked to some guys, uh, you know, Tim Brown was a, was a big help when it came to that, uh, we parked like right next to him basically. And, you know, he kind of gave me his experience with him. and, uh, Brandon Ward, who I've known for years is some late model stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He talked to me some before we started practice. So I was, I gathered some information and, you know, kind of kept that in the back of my head, but, uh, I just really, the, the, the biggest advantage I had there was Randy knowing me so well and knowing, you know, if I tell Randy I'm going at 30%, he knows exactly what 30% is. Um, you know, so there was tons of communication back and forth between my pace, leader's pace, guy behind me, all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, we just kind of rode, kept stayed out of trouble. Um, I'd test the car every, every 10 or 15 laps to see the kind of pace that it really had. Um, and as soon as I did, Randy would yell at me to slow down. <laughs> um, so we just we just played our cards. We 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 played it safe and pitted uh, when everybody else pitted. At least most everybody else pitted. Um, I think really the best option was to wait. Um, but like I told Randy, I'd rather play it not knowing how this is going to work. I'd rather pit with the guys that know what they're doing than than try to go off on our own deal. Right. Um, and then uh, had a restart. Um, I think it was we bunched up and I knocked the four car around, which you know, re- typical restart deal. Um, so I felt pretty bad about that because it was just a silly deal on a restart. But other than that, we kept our nose clean and uh, just kept creeping our way back into position. And uh, with, with about 20 laps to go, Randy said, get out, like, go get the lead. I got the lead, 10 to go. He said, get out of here. And and that was that. We were able to, to get out front and, and keep it up there long enough. That's a pretty easy uh, trigger to understand if you're a driver. Get out of here. Uh, go yeah, away. Yeah. Go really fast. <laughs> Full out. Um, let her eat. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll be back with more of the show. We've got more with Joey coming up in just a moment. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Legal Lab, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. And uh, we've got Joey Coulter with us on the Strutmasters hotline. And um, we'll go back and talk to Joey here. I saw something on social media, but uh, I'll save that for after kind of distracted me there coming out of the break, but I'll read it later on. Joey uh, uh, picked up the win at Florence Motor Speedway in the Smart Modified Tour 99 lap event. Um, Smart Chevrolet. Um, a, that's a, I'll tell you what, to, to, to go and do that the way that you did, um, Joey, just, I mean, that has to be one of the craziest things you've ever done in your career, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It, it really was like it, it, the more that I look at it, the more crazy it is in my head because, you know, I've, I've been extremely fortunate to race a lot of different cars at a lot of different racetracks. Sure. 
and I've had I've had success in a lot of them. Um, but like the last couple years, I haven't raced that much. Um, I think I ran five races total last year, and that race at Florence was the third time I'd been in a race car this year. Um, but what I'm finding is is that the the process that I go through every time I race or even test, um, that's what keeps me fresh enough to be able to just kind of get in a car and figure things out, figure the track out, start getting feedback and help tune it up. Um, and that's, that's what goes into that driver refined program that I have. And that's what I try to teach, you know, younger up and coming drivers is that, that those tools, that, that process to keep yourself prepared and to prepare yourself going into a situation that you've never been in before. Speaking of that program, I was just uh, looking uh, at, at that, uh, as you were giving me that last answer, I want to transition to that because I, I think what you're doing is great. And, um, you do it a little differently than a lot of the other driver coaches that I know. And, and I've worked with a lot of younger drivers as well on the mental side of, um, of the game and then teaching them the marketing and media side. Um, more and more, Joey, I feel like this sport has become about mental preparation and the not just your overall attitude, but specifically your attitude about, you know, a, a race or a race track, you know, or a situation within the sport. You've you've got to basically show up at the track with a clear head and a confident mind in order to be successful. Talk about how you go through um, preparing someone from sort of the mental standpoint and what your program consists of. Uh, I mean, basically, the the nuts and bolts of the program is is this this driver debrief sheet that, yep. um, for the most part, it's the same across any car, any series, you know. And then depending on the driver and what they're racing, I'll you know we'll fine tune a few things. Um, but but that's basically where everything lives is is in that debrief. And once the driver fills the debrief out, we go back through it section by section and. There's certain things that I look for um, and that when I read them in the driver's feedback, you know, I'll have follow-up questions and we'll dive into stuff and kind of find the root cause of, of an issue. And, it, and, and it all, it's always different, but it, it could be a communication thing. It could be a handling thing. It can be a driver thing. Um, but the point is, is when you, when you get used to that process of breaking things down in that way, when you go work with a new crew chief or get in a different car or a different track, the process is the same. You're just changing right. where you're doing it. And what, what drivers I find realize after a few weeks is that their own local track going back there in the, you know, you race there in the spring, then you go in the middle of the summer. It's just as different as it is going to a brand new track. You just know where the pit gate is. You know, so when they start to realize how many things actually change and how many things don't change, it just becomes a rhythm. And that's, that was my approach to this modified race. You know, I had driven a few laps, so I knew from Hickory that I knew, I knew where to start. Right. Um, we went out there. Uh, I, watched the, I, I watched the cars race um, at Florence the week before. I watched the restarts where they moved around on the track, what worked, what didn't work and then kind of use that for my race strategy 
Um, and then once I got there, I just immediately started smashing all of that together um, with what I was getting real time at the track um, and communicating with Randy and, again, watching other drivers. And it, just, it just fell into that process. Um, and because it's so procedural, I don't worry about never being there or never doing this or never doing that. I've never done it, so I automatically know that I'm not going to know everything that the other competitors do. Sure. Um, but knowing everything, that, that doesn't really help in racing because things always change. So adaptation and, and being able to to procedurally go through whatever you're dealing with, that's where the magic is. And that's, that's the stuff that I – that's what I do every time I drive, and that's what I push. That's what I teach in the driver refined program. And what got you started with that in the first place? What gave you the idea that I want to be a driver engineer, as Ross Bentley likes to call those uh, who do that sort of thing? Uh, it was kind of just a, an offhand conversation that I was having with, with Spencer Gallagher when I was racing at GMS. Um, he happened to walk in my office one day while I was filling out a debrief because I've always used the process. Like I've always had these debriefs um, that I've done with myself to, to help learn, keep up with and all that. And we started talking about it and I kind of took him through the process and he's like, dude, you should, you should turn this into a business. Like you could really help people. And I'm like, you think so? And so we had a conversation and uh, about 30 minutes later, I started writing ideas down and um, was doing it on my own for a little bit. And then uh, I guess about a year and a half, almost two, well, yeah, this year PRI show would be two years. Um, I partnered up with Austin Terrio and we started, uh, started driver fine. Well, a uh, great partner to have for sure. Um, yeah, Austin definitely. Is, Austin is, uh, I've known Austin a while and just a quality individual as well as a, a really, really good racer that I, man, I just hate that it's never fully developed for him because I know that he could have um, stuck in cup at a very high level for a long time, but sometimes mm -hmm. it's just not, you know, and, and for you as well, really, sometimes it's ultimately not the Lord's plan, I guess. And, and you, you know, you try to follow where, where the, the path goes and um, you know, the two of you are perfect for the, this kind of a thing, I think. Um, and it sounds like you're really enjoying it too. Yeah, it is. It's been great, and and working with Austin's a, a a real treat because he's just he's uh, in a lot of ways like our driving styles and our approach to driving is is a little bit different. Um, but the way that we approach helping another driver is is very similar, um, and we're just he he's calm, cool, and collected. You know, very analytical when it comes to a lot of things, which is to me to to really teach someone this program that's that's the way you have to be because it you know it, it just turns it all into kind of this this big math problem and you just start checking variables off and at the end of the weekend if you've got more variables checked off than everybody else you're probably going to have a shot at winning um, and then at that point it's just falling back on your fundamentals to to make it work and execute and go to victory lane hopefully if it all works out Okay, so if someone wants to check out uh, your program, how do they find you, uh, website, and all of the various social media info? And then I want to get back to talking about the Modified for a minute. Yeah, um, to, the best way to get in touch with me is uh, my 
Facebook page, uh, Joey Coulter Facebook page um, on Twitter at Joey Coulter. Um, Driver Fine also has a Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram. It's just at Driver Fine or Facebook.com slash Driver Fine. Um, so, yeah, check us out. Shoot us a message. Um, now's the time to get started with all of that stuff before the off season gets here. Absolutely. Okay, back to the modified for a minute while we have a, a minute or so left in this uh, in this segment uh, to keep you. So you you went and won your first time out. Now, um, the, the rumor mill says there may be another modified race before the year's out. Um, and we know that they're, they're, the Smart Tour is going to have a huge season next year, their first full season back. Uh, how much more can we see Joey Coulter in the modified? Have you gotten the bug bad enough to want to go back and do some more? Yeah, I, I think it's something we're going to keep doing. Um, Sweet. You know, looking at the big picture between those cars, you know, the pavement late models and the dirt stuff. Um, you know, our dirt program, we, we kind of tried the big national touring stuff with some big name drivers and things didn't quite go our way for one reason or another. So we're kind of scaling that back to where I can run more and, and run it more regionally, um, you know, kind of kind of shrink our circle a little bit, but but go run up the batting average because um, at the end of the day, winning is the really fun part. Right. Um, so, yeah, like right now, the, the I guess you could say the goal is to, to run that modified more and then run some dirt races uh, as well because, like I said, I feel like those two cars really play on each other uh, really well. Well, that's, uh, that's exciting. It'll be great to have you in the modified more um, I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, following the tour very closely. Uh, I grew up at Oswego Speedway up in New York with super modifieds and modifieds and, um, you know, and thrilled to see the smart tour back. Congratulations on a big, big win. Um, had to be one of uh, your career highlights to this point, I would imagine. Yes, definitely. Definitely was. Um, and then, like I said, I, all of the work that I've put in on the, on the coaching side and like that process and, and everything I do is what I teach. It's not, you know, selling something I don't use and to, to put it to a test like that and then have it work out um, was just, that meant the world to me. And then again, being able to, to drive a car for Randy and, and have him, you know, him give me such a great car and then go show everybody how good his car was. Um, that was just, uh, that just made it even better. Well, uh, it was a great race for you and uh, uh, for everyone. Good, solid turnout. Uh, glad to have you on the show with us. Thanks for taking the time. We look forward to having you back again when we can talk more about your program. Yeah, thanks again. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, but be glad to be on anytime. That is Joey Coulter, back with more of the show right after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels 
levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information, report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to uh, Lead Lap, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Hey, by the way, um, if you're looking for a trailer, I've got the answer. It's Victory Custom Trailers, and now they're based out of Michigan, but they'll ship it wherever you are. If you go to their website at VictoryCustomTrailers.com, not only... Can you get virtually any kind of trailer or toter home or, you know, any type of, uh, of, of toy hauler or anything like that? Um, they have new and used uh, trailers of all kinds in stock. The coolest thing about the website, at least for me, is the fact that you can actually design your own custom trailer right from the website. So... Uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Chris Hedinger and his staff are the best. They really care about the craftsmanship and the quality of their work. And they also care about you after the sale. So if anything goes wrong or whatever, they're there to, to um, help you take care of it. So uh, they're friends of mine. And uh, I really enjoy promoting them because their work is fantastic. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Um, if you need a trailer, let's go back to the 
uh, hotline. And let's bring in um, Jacob Seelman from Speed Sport. Uh, Jacob, um, gosh, man, I feel like um, I feel like the NASCAR universe after lunch today just basically did a giant data dump on social media and out came three quarters of the uh, news that isn't really news, but it is news because it gets us closer to the other news that isn't news, but it will be news when it comes out. Um, And it was just a crazy afternoon with uh, one story coming out right after another. You know, I was beginning to wonder if you were ever going to get me off hold and get me in here. Gosh, that break (laughs) felt like it took about six hours. It was actually Um, only three minutes. You're welcome, Jacob. I wasn't sure yeah. that I wanted to bring you on the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. Like I'll spicy. remember that. I'll remember that when we get back around to Thursday. Anyhow, uh, long story <laughs> short, yeah. So uh, the world started burning about one o'clock this yeah. afternoon, and it just didn't stop. Um, where, where where do you want to start? Do we want to start with Eric Jones? Do we want to start with Kyle Larson? Do we want to start with Chase Briscoe? Well, Pick one. I, mean, I don't care. We'll just go in the order you just said, just simply because you said it. And uh, of course, we've we've got okay. two segments left, so we'll 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 have time. But yeah. just briefly, so Eric Jones uh, and I went through this at the very beginning of the show. I went through all of the the information, so we'll just kind of dive a little deeper into it and uh, analyze it a bit. Eric Jones to the forty three is. I think it's something where I know a lot of us thought, including me, that Ty Dillon was probably the leading candidate for that car. Yeah. Because I think we were kind of speculating that Eric might still be the one um, in the Hendrick car or maybe Stuart Haas or whatever. But um, all of a sudden it comes around here and, and, and Eric, that deal appears to be done for all intents and purposes. Um, And, so I guess I'll throw it to you uh, to give first uh, thoughts here. Um, thumbs up, thumbs down, one of each. Where do you go with this? Um, for Eric Jones, I give this a big thumbs up because honestly, for for what was left on the table that we didn't already know was filled, I mean, given that we were all pretty sure going into this that if Boyer left the 14, Briscoe would get that seat. Yes. And given that, you know, Kyle Larson to Hendrick has seemed imminent since like July for those of us who really were uh, dedicated to reading the tea leaves early. Uh, this honestly, to me, feels like the best Eric Jones could have made out of a, you know, really not so great situation yeah. that he was put into because Toyota had to put Christopher Bell somewhere. Um, you know, I I think for Eric, it's a good it's a good space to be able to help grow the team. I think it's a big win for Richard Petty Motorsports because I think a, a driver of the caliber of Eric Jones was definitely better than they could have expected to have. I think he's certainly you know for RPM, Eric is certainly the best get that was on the table. You know that was feasible for them. I think I, I think he's a better option than Ty Dillon personally. You know, no disrespect to Ty, but I I think Eric is of a little bit of a higher caliber. You just have to look at at what he's done. He's a Truck Series champion. He you know probably should have won an Xfinity Series championship. He uh, you know he's got a Southern 500 win already under his belt. I mean, it's not like he's a he's a 
you know, junk driver that's not been contending. And, you know, he's contended for a couple of wins this year. So, you know, I largely give this two thumbs up, I think, uh, you know, for for it being, you know, comparatively late in the game for Silly Season at this point, because we know most of everything has happened at this point. Um, I, I think it's a good get. I think both sides are going to help each other. And it's, you know, it's certainly a better alternative for Eric than, say, a Spire car or, you know, one of the lower tier cars that, that's left on the table. Right. I think the only other option aside from the 43 would have been, you know, maybe dropping back to the Xfinity Series and going to race for a championship with a colleague racing or something like that. Um, which there, there's another piece of the silly season puzzle that isn't necessarily news, but I feel like deserves to be mentioned, you know, while we're talking about all this is that, you know, Justin Haley, who a lot of people thought was on the table potentially for one of the two cars at Spire in 2021 is off the table because he's going back to race for a championship with, uh, with colleague in the 11 car next year, which I was hoping would happen, but I wasn't convinced it was going to. So I was really glad to see that come out uh, this morning before all the other bigger stuff really uh, kind of superseded it. Well, I I mean, I'll just be brief on the Haley deal because I said it at the top of the show. I believe that Justin Haley goes back there next year, runs for a championship, and then if Spire goes cup in 22, he goes with him. And I think I somewhere in the mix there, somebody's already thinking about that. I, I think that that's going to end up benefiting Justin tremendously um, yes. when they yes, when they go up sure. to cup. Um, now, my what, what, uh, here, I'll, I'll I'll add one quick tiny point because I did talk to Justin late this afternoon for okay. an interview that that I'll have coming out later this week, and he made the point that. Uh, Guys like him, like Noah Gregson, like Briscoe, or sorry, not Briscoe, uh, Austin Sindrick, um, you know, going back and running for an Xfinity championship in 2021, largely predicated by the fact that next gen isn't coming out till 2022. Right. So if they had moved up to cup this coming year, it would be kind of this awkward gap year there where they would basically have to relearn everything all over again after a year. So I think it's a better option for Haley to stay. And that's exactly what he ended up being able to do. Interesting. It's a good thought. Um, I'm going to agree with everything he said about the Jones deal, except that I am not, I have a great deal more faith in Ty Dillon potential than uh than apparently you do um eric's been in far better equipment in the in the at the cup level than ty has and so i um i 100 believe if you had put ty in uh an elite caliber car like eric's had at joe gibbs racing i think ty would have shown you more um you know ty i think is still evolving and still learning and i think his his on-track performances over the last, uh, you know, six, eight races or so uh, started to show that. And so, you know, there was only going to be so much with Jermaine Racing. And, and uh, I, I am hoping that Ty finds a place to land where he can uh, be competitive and run for championships because I don't think by any means that we've seen the best that Ty Dillon can give us, but I am, I'm definitely two thumbs up on Eric in the 43 right straight out of the Richard Petty playbook. Um, You know, the type of character that Richard would want um, in the team, any team would want really Um, clean cut kid. And uh, again, I don't think he showed his best either uh, because I don't think he had necessarily the best over there at Gibbs. Um, You know, they're just not good 
with young drivers coming out of Xfinity. They've had three in a row where I think they've they've really underserved those guys, and they've had to go somewhere else to be good. And I am not convinced that Chris Bell walks in next year to the 20 car and goes out and wins races. I just am not convinced of that. Um, it's not a lack of belief in Chris's talent as much as it is they've got to get their stuff together over there with all four cars being even and everybody communicating the same way with everybody. It's almost as if the veterans there don't care for the newer drivers coming in and don't coach them very well or something because um, we've seen Logano not succeed as well. We've seen um, Suarez, and now we saw Eric Jones, although he did win some races. Um you know, I, I just don't feel like he got the best that, that it, he could get. And I hope that he goes and I hope Petty, uh, I hope that organization finds some money because they they are definitely going to need a good bit of that to put Eric up front and run him for wins. Um, okay, so you're right. Um, so from Eric, uh, let's see, where do we go now? I guess we'll go Larson here. We've got about a minute Larson. and a half. Yep. Uh, we can pick it up at, at, in the next segment if we need to. But but Kyle, I mean, look, two things happened today. He gets reinstated, and then just a few minutes ago, and I read it on the air, the, the note from Chevrolet um, about, uh, you know, the fact that they – you know, they're cheering this on, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's, he's, he's met the requirements, you know, all of the uh, big speak. And so basically the groundwork's been laid. And my point at, at that time was, okay, dear Hendrick Motorsports, just make the announcement already and get it over with, will you, so we can move on. Um, but I, I feel like they're going to tease us for another month. Oh, I think, yeah, no, I think they will. I, I don't think you're going to see this until after, uh, after the championship race in Phoenix. I think they'll, uh, they'll milk this for all it's worth yeah. before it comes out. I don't know what the number will be. I, part of me is kind of hoping it'll be 57 because Hendricks pulled that card before for sponsorship reasons. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be the five, honestly, yeah, uh, you know, that's been a long time Hendrick number. I think it's coming back and, that team needs a fresh start. It needs a rebrand, and Kyle needs a rebrand. So I think it makes sense. Yeah. And I do have more to talk about, but I know we're up against a break. Well, yeah, we are. Um, I mean, as you know, this show kind of floats a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and take the break now. We'll come back with more with Jacob Seelman, more about uh, Silly Season right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. 
If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorcustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. We are back. As we roll on on a Monday night live on Performance Motorsports Network and also the Race Chaser Radio Network, uh, if you go to racechaseronline.com or racechasermedia.com, it'll get you to the same place. Just scroll down our homepage and you'll see a player there. Just click it um, to listen to our uh, live shows, which we uh, simulcast, if you will, to our um, partners at uh, Performance Motorsports Network. And they have a bunch of great shows on PMN. So go download the PMN radio app and check them out as well. And we'll tell you um, how to get us on demand here in a little bit. But I want to get back to the phone here. Jacob Seelman was kind enough to take some time out of his Monday night. Of course, Jacob hosts our Thursday night show on Race Chaser Radio Motorsports Madness. And uh, uh, we'll do so again this week. And uh, But he's he and I are talking silly season now because today was a big day on the newswire. So um, I feel like with the Larson deal, it's got to be the number five um, because if you're going to make it 57, you better go get Heinz to sponsor it. I just feel like that's, uh, you know, if you're going to do that, make it something really cool where everybody goes, Oh, I see why you did that. Uh, and you know, just make a whole big production out of it. But other than that, make it the five and, and that kind of resets Hendrick motorsports back to the beginning. And I feel like Larson as a brand is certainly worthy of that. Uh, of course, um, a number of drivers. You had Jeff Bodine, you had Ricky Rudd, you had uh, Mark Martin over the years. You had Terry Labonte, of course, was in it before, I think, between... I was going to say, and... Labonte won it. Ter- 
Terry won a championship yeah, in that car. Yeah, he was in it between uh, Ricky Rudd and Mark Martin, I think is how that went. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you've had a number of drivers in that car that that was a very successful car number. So I feel like uh, it's the perfect way to kind of go back to the beginning, if you will, back to the future sort of thing with uh, uh, a driver that everybody considers, obviously, to be a potential star um, and uh, certainly feel like he could, um, you know, could live up to that. And um, boy, what a what a foursome that Hendrick crew is g- going to be. Uh, next year with Kyle Larson in the car and, and uh, you know, they're set now for um, a, a good bit of time. A long to come. time. Yeah. Yeah. So junior motorsports will no longer be a farm team because there won't be any openings. Uh, so. Well, of... you know, it's, in, it's interesting that you say that because there have been some other rumors that suggest that junior motorsports may not need to be a farm team in, a year or two, but uh, I, I'll I'll believe that when I actually see it is uh, the the stance I'm taking on that. In terms of Larson, though, uh, yeah, this is definitely a reset, and I'm very you know I'm looking forward to it because from a you know from a fans the fan side of me, he's exciting to watch. He is not boring, and he is going to bring some good spikes. To oh, back for sure. to the Cup Series next year, and I look forward to that. I think it's going to be great to see. I think having him will help rejuvenate Hendrick even a little bit more. I think Kyle coming in will put you know will push the guys that are already there. I think it'll push Elliott and Bowman and Byron for that matter. Oh, I agree. Up their game even a little bit more. Well, certainly from an age standpoint, I mean, these are going to be um, young guns um, and, uh, you know, all of them. And certainly they're very capable of um, uh, of, of being strong. So uh, I think, Hendrick, as we go into the 22 season and get the new cars out, um, it's going to be a whole different ball game. And uh, the new motor program to the combination for all the Chevy teams, I think is going to elevate everybody. So that's definitely a, a big, big deal. Um, so we'll just sit and wait for the inevitable at this point, because we know where Carl Larson's going. Yeah. Um, just a matter of yep. time. Yes, we do. Okay. Um, yes, what, where correct. do we go next here? I've forgotten who we have. We, uh, get, I know you've only got a couple minutes we have left. Chase, we have Chase Briscoe left. That's yeah. right. Briscoe. Briscoe yeah. The, 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 the other news that isn't news uh, that we all thought was coming, Chase Briscoe correct. to the 14. Um, I think we both agree we give it two thumbs up. Um, now the yes, question totally. becomes who gets in the 98 and we have not seen movement yet of Ryan Priest out of the 37 as was rumored earlier. So I'm not sure if that's even still a thing. And that could be one of the most coveted rides in all of the Xfinity series here. I don't think, I don't think Ryan Priest to the 98 is a thing at this point. Uh, the, the sound effect that I will make in regards to that car and its movement and place in silly season is cha-ching because uh, my intel suggests that a current Xfinity Series driver will be headed to that car for 2021. Um, It is not a driver that is currently uh, with the manufacturer that Stuart Haas is. It's somebody that will be coming over from another uh, prominent team should my intel prove to be true and it's going to be very interesting because there it's going to be another uh it's going to be another young gun for shr to hopefully be able to develop into a potential champion and it's a driver that i think has 
you know, much like we talked about with uh, Eric Jones's situation, it's another driver that I think has not necessarily gotten a a very fair shake, uh, both because of the pandemic and because of the situation that they're in right now. Well, so, uh, <clears throat> that, which uh, which Kaz Grala would that be exactly? Uh, it's not Kaz. No, it's not Kaz. See, that's that was my first no, thought. No, it's not. Ah. It, I said, I said, it's a, it's that, it's a, sorry, I should clarify. It's a current Xfinity full-timer, not a oh, part-time driver, wow. a full-time driver. Well, we know it's not Brandon Jones be, because he be resigned team. with Joe Gibbs Racing for 21. Yep. Same program for, for Brandon Jones. So, uh, okay, I know you've got to get out of here, Jacob, so I'm going to let you go do that. And, uh. Uh, James and I will talk quietly amongst ourselves for the last few minutes of the show <laughs> and um, look forward no to having you back for Motorsports Madness. Absolutely. Looking forward to Thursday, guys. All right. That's uh, Jacob Seelman. Off he goes. And, uh, James, you and I can uh, wrap this thing up here. Uh, interesting dangling Chad that Jacob leaves us with. Uh, I really, honestly, I thought um, Kaz may be the choice. And, uh He's he's obviously heard something different, and I don't know if the driver he's heard is bringing money or not. But if if they're not, or if they're not bringing much money, um, dear Ford, go sign Kaz um, because Kaz needs to be full time in a good equipment, a good piece of equipment. Yeah, I'm not sure who uh, would fill that seat with Jacob leaving us hanging right there. That's that's definitely a big hanger right there. I'm going through the points right now. I'm about to open it up and look and see. Who's a full-time driver that could potentially make yeah. that move? But um, um, yeah, it is interesting because that—I mean—that's a top ride, and you figure it's got to either be a Toyota driver or it's got to be a Chevy driver. Because he did say it wasn't somebody that was because you know Ford really doesn't have anybody um, else right now in their um, development program. So you know, you start looking and you say, well, um, you know, maybe uh, Riley Herbst, perhaps. Um, you know, maybe, uh, Ryan Sieg, but they own their own team. I don't know why he would do that. Um, or somebody like a Daniel Hemmerich perhaps. And that wouldn't, that be interesting to see Daniel Hemmerich in the 98 car, but he wasn't a full timer. Um, what about Alex LeBay? Was he, well, he owns his own car. Okay. Um, the only other one I can see here that would make, I, I say that would make any sense Myatt Snyder, because Ford likes road racers too, and Myatt's got that experience. So he does have a multi-split with multiple he, yeah, teams. Yeah, he wasn't but... full time with one team, but he was full time with two. If you combine them together, um, so I that would be interesting to see Myatt Snyder over there. So I'm going to just sort of toss my guess out there that this may be Myatt Snyder, because really of the drivers that I named. Um, Hemrick would make great sense, but I could almost see Hemrick in the 10 car at, um, at, uh, calling to replace, uh, Ross Chastain perhaps, um, yeah, because that, it keeps him in the Chevy family. Yeah, that would make great sense. Keeps him in the Chevy family. He's already had a stint over there at RCR yeah. and he's good friends with the Dillon family because, uh, he's been hanging out with them since legends car days. So yeah. he already knows Mike Dillon really well over there and probably has a good relationship with Richard since the last time. So, I think that would be something that you could see happening with Daniel. Yeah. So uh, if he doesn't uh, stay with Junior in a similar arrangement, but if he if he can get a full-time ride at college, I think he goes there. Um, so Myatt Snyder would be the only driver that makes sense to me 
out of the full-time group because I don't see Riley Herbst leaving Toyota, honestly. So um, Myatt would be my guess, and that would be a huge pickup if that's the case. But I really want to see Kaz Grala end up with a uh, with a full-time ride next year in equipment that he can go in races with because he has all the potential. What he did uh, when he got into the three-car a couple weeks ago at Daytona on the road course um, what he pulled off to finish seventh, the way that he did in his cup debut with, you know, really no clue he was going to get in the car until the last minute um, was absolutely remarkable. And it proved everything I always thought about Kaz, which is he belongs in a big time ride and uh, given the chance to succeed. So, um, gosh, uh, it's 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 uh, the silly season just goes on and on. And I feel like, again, now we've got the 98 open. So we start speculating about that. Um, you know, still Spire cars, still a 32 car to fill. Lots of stuff going on still. So many top seats have opened up just this year. I don't remember a year being this wild and crazy for some time with big seats being opened up. I, well, you know, I mean, it, it just sort of exploded with all of uh, the goings on with, uh, of course, Chris moving over and all of that. And, uh, you know, Eric being out of a ride and you got Larson wanting to come back and you had Ty Dillon ended up out of a ride. And now you got Bubba going over to a new team. So um, it's going to be crazy. So uh, we have got uh, this week coming up. Um, on uh, Inside Pass this week, I think we have uh, Jordan Bianchi is uh, our scheduled guest uh, to, again, probably talk a lot about uh, this with Randy Miller, who returns to the show after uh, a few weeks off. Um, that's uh, on Inside Pass. And then, of course, Motorsports Madness on Thursday. Jacob will lead uh, the crew on that um, show. And we've got uh, Inside Groove, the Super Modified podcast, and the Mainly Modifieds podcast as well. If you want to get all of the shows on demand, simple, follow Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Amazon, wherever you're at for music or podcasts, Race Chaser Radio. That's it. Thanks to uh, Victory Custom Trailers, all the folks of WSIC, all of our sponsors. Until next time, I'm Tom Baker. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, Follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.